boom. Yeah. I started the recording off of boom. I don't know if I'll do anything with that, but boom. <laughs> boom this indeed. is start this is starting off well. <laughs> it Welcome. always starts off somewhere. Uh unless it doesn't at all, but here we are today in January and it's starting off today. Welcome to Active Discourse, the multi-platform technology podcast. I'm Brett, the most particular user this side of the podcast. And I'm Bo, uh, another host on this show, and I am one of two people on here who is not a good painter. That is not a relevant observation. It's just something that I thought I should throw out there. I feel like there's some double negatives in there, and I'm not completely sure. (laughs) We'll we'll listen to it on the playback. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do some math in post. Like I said, it's not it. relevant. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so it's January. Uh, we last spoke in October. And you know what? Life has been pretty crazy for me since October. And uh, apologies, I guess, right now that uh, it's been a while. But I'm grateful for a little bit of extra time off because you know what i'm not going to go through absolutely i'm not going to i'm not going to i'm going to line item a lot of the crap that i've gone through in since october um it's all been good stuff but uh, a lot so if you, we should uh, do I it can, like the we should do it like the side effects roll on a drug commercial yeah <laughs> i don't think i can speak that fast but i can probably edit that in post and make it go it's much the, it's quicker the beauty the beauty of post-production that's right so I'll, I'll categorize this into two different categories life events and technology that maybe we can talk about later life events i don't think uh, we'll talk too much about but um all right so since we last recorded which was just after the Microsoft event in October, I signed a lease to live at for eight months in Minnesota. So I began my way home. Then my appendix got a little bit swollen and they decided to cut that thing out of me. And then in which case we started our adventure home to Minnesota. Uh, I moved from Missoula, Montana to Billings, Montana for a week. Then I moved from Billings to Bismarck, North Dakota for a week. At the end of North Dakota, I got an opportunity to interview for a position that I previously interviewed for in August. This interview would take place the same day I'd moved back to Minnesota. So then in which case I moved from Bismarck to Golden Valley. I interviewed for that job in person for the first time in many years. Uh, And then uh, about a day later, I was offered the job and I took the job. So then which case began a month long training session with the successors at my old company. Uh, Then I began sorting through all the crap that we uh, had at our townhouse. We had it in storage, and we had a lot of crap, and so we were trying to figure out what we can fit into a one-bedroom apartment. Then we were perpetually unpacking all of our crap, and we're still doing that today, and it's great. Um, So I started my new job. Uh, We went back to Montana for a weekend for a wedding. Uh, I started learning at my new job, uh, working in person for a few weeks. Then we went to Miami to celebrate my 30th birthday for a few days. We traveled to West Palm Beach to celebrate Christmas with my dad. We traveled home to celebrate Christmas with my mother and then the in-laws. I started making a new app, and here we are in January recording. So life was busy. That's really not that much. I mean... yeah. (laughs) I guess over 90 days, that's uh, <laughs> maybe like a significant event every, <laughs> every other it's week. quite a bit. 
Okay, so uh, technology. I've changed a lot. I've changed a decent amount in technology as well. Um, I've began setting up my semi-permanent desk. It will become more permanent, obviously, when we buy a house. Um, I've also decided to consolidate my Macs into one Mac. So I had a Mac Mini. I decommissioned that. Um, I sold that. I sold uh, an AMD RX 580, a GPU that I had. I bought it. And uh, and then I event I sold it for twice what I bought it for in 2018. So that was fun. And then I sold the eGPU carrier that I was in. I sold my MacBook Air M1, um, and all of that was all I needed to buy a MacBook Pro 14 inch that I am talking to you on today. So that was uh, a fun thing to just consolidate all everything into one laptop instead of multiple different devices. I also picked up a gold stainless steel series six Apple watch. It was uh, used and it's dramatically cheaper and it, it's, it's great. I love it. Another thing that we could talk about someday, HomePod minis as a TV versus a sound, or sorry, HomePod minis as a TV speaker instead of a soundbar. The glory of low latency gigabit internet, home and light automation, Xbox Series X versus PlayStation 5. And also, finally, I've done a lot of work on sneaker tracker and it's in a pretty good state. So uh, once again, looking forward to talking about sneaker tracker at some point. So life and tech has been a little busy for me in the last uh, 90 days. And here we are. It's slowing down. So. True indeed. (laughs) How's your life been? (laughs) All right. So we started on, for for listeners' sake, we started recording on January 9th. It is now January 12th now that we've gotten through (laughs) Brett's, all of his events. I'm just kidding. It's still the 9th. Just for a few more hours. (laughs) On uh, on my side of the show, wedding planning has begun for listeners of the show in the past. You may know already, I got engaged uh, earlier this summer, six months ago. It's January 2022, so six months ago. Heck yeah. So planning has begun, and we're starting to book a lot of things, venues, vendors, photographers, all that fun stuff. The last time we spoke, we talked about Microsoft's event with its new Surface hardware and Duo 2 foldable phone. I have uh, none of those, but I did get my desktop and laptop running on Windows 11. These days, I'd be considered a pretty casual PC user, so I'm not running into any significant pain points with Win 11, though I do miss small things that were inexplicably removed, like being able to put the taskbar at the top or the side of the screen. Also change its color, because uh, it's like blinding white and kind of big sitting at the bottom of the screen. So there's that, but minor, and I've heard they're working on it. I Of my three older brothers, two of them have gotten PS5s, and the third gets beat up for that because three out of the four of us now own PS5s. So we reference uh, this video by uh, uh, Loading Ready Run. It's a, based on a classic. It's a series of videos that they've done for years. Uh, the newest one is called Five PS5s, and the previous ones you may not guess it is four PS4s, three PS3s, <laughs> uh, and I think the PS3 was the original. Uh, super fun videos, so yeah, we will be giving that uh, final brother a lot of crap uh, until the day comes that uh, he's no longer out of the club. That doesn't scale very well. Getting six PS6s is going six PS6s. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> People said the same thing about the PS5s, so (laughs) I'm really looking forward to the next video. 
I guess the only other really thing I thought of while I was saying all of this is that Stephanie, that's my fiance, she got a new vehicle. Uh, she got a mm-hmm. Jeep Compass Limited in white Ooh. with a black roof. It's pretty, pretty slick looking, mm, nice cool. vehicle, uh, and that's been working out for her. She, she came from a Hyundai Elantra, and that thing was an absolute paperweight. <laughs> and when I say paperweight... It's because it was only meant to hold down paper and <laughs> it was so light that it would get blown around and the tires were like low profile. And so you hit a pothole and the thing just explodes and yeah. it just was like the roof was too low and I couldn't even sit in it without having my neck craned to the side. <laughs> it's just overall not a, not a particularly impressive car. And I'm glad she's got something a little more robust and comfortable and where she feels safer and I don't hate it. It's a pretty big difference of a car. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, life has been good for both of us. So we've been living life and now uh, we're pretty excited to be in 2022. No follow-up today just because of the fact that we'd probably have a ton of follow-up based off of the last 90 days. So we're just going to skip right on into the main topic for today. And starting off 2022, I wanted to start it off on a, on a high note, which is Bo and I talking about technology or just things in general that we we love and we might not necessarily be able to live without, but it make th- this technology makes our lives better and it makes our lives enjoyable. And this did come from a recent life event of mine, and so I'll just kind of dive right on into mine. So the recently I did switch off to a new job. And at that new job, I made a a weird request. I've never done this before. I don't haven't switched jobs very very frequently, but I made a specific request just because I felt you know it was a it was a safe environment, and I felt like I'd just ask my future boss, can I get a Mac for this job? And his response was positive. He he said, ah. Sure. Didn't think, didn't see that one coming, but we can try to figure it out. If that's, that's what you want and that's what you're comfortable with, we can get it for you. And that was, that was really cool. And uh, a big reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because my boss was cool with this, but for whatever reason, a lot of folks, when I told this to them, they were confused. They're like, why in the world would you make a request like that? Like a computer is a computer. Just use the computer you're given. And the first thing on my list of things that I want in my life, if I can have a preference, if I can use this, I want to use it. I want to use a Mac computer over any other computer to do my day job. And the reason being is honestly getting pretty simple. I'm more comfortable with Mac these days than a Windows computer. I've used Windows computers for all my life prior to 2018, but since 2018, roughly July 2018, I... I haven't used Windows for probably more than a few hours here and there uh, in the almost, what, three and a half, four years since. Um, I know it hasn't changed a ton. I know I could pick it up easily. But at the same time, I mean, I found a lot of good apps that enable unique workflows that are Mac only. At my old job, I had a Mac already. And, uh, you know, as I was considering a new job, it was a natural question. So, yeah, I'm I'm super fortunate that uh, when I asked the question, it was re- it was received in the intent that I was asking it, which is um, not with malice, just curiosity, curious if I can do it. And it was received in that way. And and, um, and from a productivity standpoint too. Exactly. I mean, I'm more comfortable with Mac. I know that I have uh, gotten an app or two approved in order to make my job a little bit easier at work. 
and yeah. So it just makes me happy every single day. It really, really does. My boss got me set up with the M1 MacBook Air, and it remains to be by far my favorite computer, one of my favorite computers ever made. And I do not say that lightly. I seriously love this computer. It's on par with the previous Mac I had at my last job, an Intel 16-inch MacBook Pro. The major difference It doesn't get hot. The battery lasts forever. It's super thin and light, so it's easy to port to and from work. And I don't know. I know it's particular. I kind of get some eye rolls when I say that, you know, I I made a request to get a Mac at my new job, but it really makes my day-to-day life great. So it's great. I don't know. Do you have any insight on like, uh, obviously you were at the company before I started. Was it, (laughs) do you know if it was weird? No, I don't think it was weird at all. I I think the only reason that there was any sort of, I don't even want to say ambivalence, because it, it was really just because we hadn't blazed that trail yet. Because we were, uh, just for for listeners who aren't in our company, we're, we're not in tech, but we're like tech adjacent. And so kind of getting into that realm uh, is expanding the, the types of things, um, machines and software that we use and and uh brett coming on board was just the impetus i guess to bring in the mac family a little more strongly not that we don't use it we do use mac uh, in various departments but uh right uh, it's it's surging now thanks to brett mm-hmm. coming along for the ride yeah and yeah it's um we'll we we'll, might get into this later but honestly like i you know i i was kind of a max me in my previous team and I'm excited to be able to do that again at, at a smaller company. So, And that is subject matter expert, oh, SME, for people who don't know acronyms. People who don't uh, live and breathe the corporate world, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so that introduces the topic. And I'm curious to know what you, what, what's the first thing you want to talk about? Uh, my first thing is it's a small thing, and, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that idea of a small thing later on in the show, but this is a sunrise and sunset alarm clock. Uh, I specifically have a Philips. I know there are others. I really like the Philips one that I got because it's got a a few features tacked onto it, but living in the Midwest U S in the winter has made this such an easy, satisfying purchase because when you wake up at six o'clock or six 30 or even seven o'clock in the morning, it can still be dark. Like depending on the day, it can be very dark and it's really hard to get up when it's that dark in the morning. Sometimes uh, having, having sunlight in the room gives you uh, so much more motivation to actually get out of bed and do something. So having a, a clock like this has made this much easier. It's made my, my mornings uh, much easier for several reasons. So basically the idea is that it's the clock is just one big LED. It's like whole surface of it is just one big LED. And you can set a timer on it. So say I want to wake up at 7 o'clock. At 6.30, it's going to uh, basically start with a sunrise. So 6.30, it'll start from nothing and it'll get brighter and brighter until at 7 o'clock that light is now filling your room. And you can have that combined with uh, alarm sounds uh, of various kinds. I'm, I'm sure, I think you can have music of your own or whatever. 
but it's got some built-in stuff, which is nicer at night, actually, which is you can do the same thing at night, which is a sunset. You can have it uh, start now with kind of a, a brightish red tinted light, and it gets dimmer and dimmer until it's dark. Uh, but you can have it play rain sounds and things like that until that gets quieter and quieter. And by that point, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, however long, you fall asleep and the light is off. And both sides of that are amazing. Um, Having the sunrise and sunset, it's fantastic. And I I really couldn't recommend it more for people who wake up in dark rooms (laughs) or just maybe need some white noise to go to sleep or something like that. Yeah, it's we do something similar just because of the fact that we have a couple hue bulbs across the house and apartment. Um, old habits die hard, and yeah, I you can combine that with a lot of different light sources as well. A lot, of, I mean, I think that you can do it with more than just hue, but let's just say you stick with the hue ecosystem. It it's super freaking nice to have your whole apartment just slowly fade on in the morning. Um, at the time in which you say to fade on and it this is one of those things that transcends technology people you know we're technology folks on this podcast right now but margo when we came home and i set that back up this is something that she loved and she explicitly you know talked to me about moving the time up i I think i set it up a, a little bit later on in the morning and she said this is, I'm going to put words in her mouth, but this is pretty much the only way she can or wants to wake up now. And she wanted to move it up because of the fact that she wanted to wake up earlier. So, I mean, like, yeah, that that technology right there is amazing. And a a lot of non-tech folk love it too. So highly recommend it. And let me know when, uh, if you ever end up tacking on any more um, lights into that because... It, it scales beautifully. Yeah, we've got a few, like I've got, uh, basically I our apartment does not have overhead lighting built in, which was a total change from previous uh, apartments and, and stuff that I lived in. So I went out looking for ways to get around that. And basically in the office, what I ended up doing is getting um, either uh, hue lights or um, uh, outlet uh, converters that hook everything up to a single hue-enabled uh, switch, which I think I've talked about the switch on the on mm-hmm. the show before. Uh, it's I forget what it's called. Um, it's just one big button that is actually kinetically powered. So when you like, there's no batteries, or it's you know it's not hooked up to the wall. You you press the button and that's all the power it needs in order to do what it does, which is yeah, fantastic. And uh, yeah. I wish more stuff did it where possible. And so that hooks up to all the lights in the office uh, so that when I walk in, I can turn on all the lights uh, at once. And we've got a couple out in the living room too, but we don't have any uh, in the bedroom right now where this sunrise alarm clock is. So for right now, that is doing the job of kind of lighting up the whole room. Um, And it's not like uh, blinding bright light, but it's enough to, to light the whole room. And, uh, that, that there is, is as much as I could ask for there, there's certainly room to maybe tack on a couple more, you know, filling the gaps. Maybe, maybe you could have some, you know, in the hallway and things like that, but yeah, yeah. progress yeah. is progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, my second uh, item that I want to talk about 
is YouTube. So, uh, Margo and I have never subscribed to cable television. We are part of that generation. And we have used all of the obvious streaming subscriptions. And But one thing that I've found is that YouTube is generally our go-to subscription. So here's a few big things that I like about YouTube. One, generally shorter content. Roughly 5 to 10 minutes is normal. There's a lot of content out there that's longer. Um, and that's good too. But 5 to 10 minutes, even if it's like, let's say, 15, 20 minutes or so, that's still shorter than most TV shows. Um, it's shorter than an episode of Shit's Creek, for example. And so this allows us to vary what we watch. In the same time, we could watch one episode of Shit's Creek. We could watch you know, two to three to four episodes of a variety of different stuff. There's also a huge diversity of content. Um, Most of what I watch is very targeted to my specific demographic, but let's be real here. Like people are uploading tons of content every single day to YouTube. Uh, If you can think of it, there's something about it on YouTube. It's, It's amazing. And YouTube's algorithm to put new stuff on the front page it makes it really easy to find new channels to follow. So you just use it more and it it gives you more uh, recommendations to follow. Um, I specifically uh, have YouTube Premium. It's a $10 a month subscription. It happens to give you a music subscription if that's what you want. Um, and I think you are one of those people. But it also removes the ads. And removing the ads is vital to my recommendation because the ads on YouTube... It's been a while since I've seen them, but from what I remember, they're not great. So um, highly recommended to remove those ads. But I'm going to list off real quick the subscriptions that I follow. And they're kind of categorized. They're kind of grouped together in their subcategory. Um, but these these like 10 subscriptions keep me coming back to YouTube first and every single day. Uh when I go to sit down and relax for the night. So here's the here's the subscriptions. Joshua Weissman, Bidging with Babish, First We Feast, You Suck at Cooking, uh, Marquez Brownlee, Vlog Brothers, Crash Course, SciShow, Weird History, Nakey Jakey, Mark Rober, C2B Gray, Kirkazat. All of these, up, other than a couple of them, they don't really, some of those don't upload very frequently, but when they do, I watch them immediately and as soon as I possibly can. Um, but all of them together, put together hours worth of content every single week. I love it. Um, I I can't quite believe that I watch so many cooking shows, but like I would have never watched a Rachel Ray-like show. Like Rachel Ray is so crazy far from anything I'm interested in. <laughs> but take, you know, some charismatic guys like Joshua Weissman or um, Andrew Ray and put some memes in there, make them you know, super personal to people like me and my wife. And it's addicting. And we love it. So Nicky Jakey, we've talked about him on this show in the past. He just recently posted a new a new video on speed running. Oh my God. I I I rewatched so much of his stuff just because of the fact that he taps into this part of my brain that just makes me laugh pretty much uncontrollably. He's so freaking funny. And I'm so happy to see that he didn't give up on YouTube. Yeah, well, we'll give him a shout out too, because he's actually working on releasing an album right now. Uh, he, he also has some music that he does on his channel, and he's working on putting together uh, an album using some of that, but also some new stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about themes, and that is all um, from CGB Gray and his Cortex podcast, another 
uh, source of entertainment for me. You know, C.G. Gray and his themes literally changed my life based off of this whole theme concept, and we'll talk more about that later. Maybe not get too in-depth, but, you know, there's a there's a link in the doobly-doo for you to see, you know, what exactly is the theme and uh, why. And I followed him, and it's it's important. So, you know, I don't feel like a lot of people give YouTube the time of day. Um, a lot of people just jump on YouTube to watch a simple video. Sometimes they might have this idea in their head of what they think YouTube actually is, but I feel like a lot of people are wrong about what YouTube is. Um, it's really whatever the hell you want it to be. And what I want it to be is a Netflix replacement. And it's kind of what it is. So yeah, I love YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, YouTube has a lot of content and it's it can be as good as you make it, uh, as a lot of things are these days. Uh, and that's that's really even ignoring YouTube's original content that's actually intended to be official YouTube uh, produced uh, streaming content like what Netflix is. YouTube has some of that. Some of it is exclusive to YouTube TV, uh, which is its own separate thing. But the YouTube subscription, the one that uh, Brett talked about that has the the ad free experience and the music uh, subscription it's pretty worth it because anywhere you watch youtube then you got no ads and i would also say consider the family plan too because that's 15 dollars a month and you can put i think it's five people on it and they all get an ad free experience uh wherever they're logged in with their account Plus, they get the music subscription as well. So that has been really nice for me and and, uh, some family members. And that kind of ties in a little bit with part of what my next piece of tech or or something I'm excited about is uh, the video games that are coming up. This year is going to be pretty big for console gaming because the, the new consoles came out, it wasn't technically last year, but end of the year before that. And because of delays and such, uh, 2021 being the year after the launch wasn't as big as, as maybe it would have been. But coming up in this next year, we're going to start seeing some games that were really, truly dedicated to these new consoles. So uh, PS5 titles, I'm really looking forward towards a few like Horizon Forbidden West. There's a Lord of the Rings game, Gollum, that's... Uh, coming out and that one is like you play as Gollum and it's it's a whole new take kind of on gaming in the Lord of the Rings realm there's a Hogwarts game coming out for Harry Potter mm-hmm. fans that that mm-hmm. seems like it could be super cool so I'm, I'm really excited for stuff like that I've also found that I'm I'm becoming a really big fan of turn-based games uh, specifically turn-based RPGs I was never really a fan of turn-based. It didn't really, I don't know, maybe my my youthful uh, ADHD need for action just didn't allow me to enjoy them. But I recently tried Baldur's Gate 3 uh, when that went into early access, and I really enjoyed it. I branched out from there uh, after playing it for a little bit, and I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it to come out of early access now. And I picked up Divinity Original Sin 2 for my PS5. That's by the same developer, Larian Studios. Uh, it's a few years old at this point, but I I put in... It's probably somewhere around 25 hours now, and it, I've had it for... I've only been playing it for a week or 
like probably two weeks and it's it's super super fun uh the these turn-based types of games they're generally less sweaty <laughs> uh because i can kind of take my time but it's it's easier to step away from uh given that they're turn-based and you know given that kids could be in my near future that that's kind of a nice feature that i could just kind of set it down and do whatever but also just if i'm trying to multitask and i've got you know one of these fantastic youtube shows such as nakey jakey going on my other monitor i don't have to break away from it uh i can just not do anything in my game and i'll just <laughs> i'll get back to it when i want to and the level of strategy involved can be much higher too and you know that it leads to some super fun chaotic fights so i've been really liking turn-based stuff lately a lot of strategy and uh kind of new elements uh and it's it's fun too and and brett and i we talked about this before we started recording that pokemon it's funny because pokemon was like my one of my if not the first it was one of my first entries into gaming when i was growing up it was like the first game that i bought myself was i got a game boy color and i got pokemon pokemon yellow by the way <laughs> And being a turn-based game, it's kind of funny that it's taken me this long to kind of come back to turn-based. But I think it was, you know, there's a whole bunch of different types of games and, and Pokemon's, Pokemon still to this day kind of seems like its own thing, doesn't it? Like it doesn't seem like there's a lot that's like Pokemon, but maybe that's, maybe that's me and my limited view there. No, Digimon did not take off very well, did it? <laughs> it's still around, but yeah. not, not much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of, it kind of, in some ways goes back to my gaming roots, turn-based and stuff, but, uh, yeah, big days ahead. This will be a, yeah, this will be a good year for, for gaming. I look forward to talking a lot more about gaming, uh, possibly as early as next month, but we'll see. Okay. So my last one is, um, I'll try to keep this one brief. Heads up display in a car. So this has been a technology that's been around for a little while, but last year, uh, just before Margo and I replaced both of our cars with a single SUV, we looked at a few different Mazda CX-5s, and what actually ultimately came down to was a couple features in uh, the different models that we were looking at. And one of those features was a heads-up display. Um, and so for those of you unfamiliar, there's a small display pointed at the windshield that then reflects up into the driver's eyes. And this is literally a display that then projects. It looks as like it looks as if there's like a little white number, like a a, a speed, a speedometer, or turn by turn navigation, or cruise control information. Just a a white number floating on the road, and um, you don't have to look away to your dashboard or look away. Uh, I guess to different parts of your dashboard. It's all on the dash. You don't have to look away off the road to see what's on your dash, to see what your speed is, or to see uh, what navigation you need to go or uh, whatnot. It's just floating on the road. And over about 20,000 miles, this has been one of my favorite features of this vehicle. And honestly, part of it is just because it feels futuristic. Um, I'm a tech savvy guy, and this is literally augmented reality that technology is slowly but surely integrating more and more into our lives. I'm not necessarily going to argue that it's dramatically safer, that it it's not necessarily perfect, but man, it's just cool. And I also find it, it's not hard. Like I know how to drive a car without uh, this uh, heads up display, <laughs> but man, oh man, I, we rented a car a, a couple times in the last year. And I've missed it every single time. Like I, there's a few things that I didn't miss, but that is very much one of those things in our vehicle that I did miss. 
and I want it in every single vehicle going forward. I know I probably can't get it because it's such a niche thing and it has been for decades, but you know, I want it. <laughs> it's nice. I like it. And you should like it yeah. too. Getting getting cars with the features you want is just so frustrating sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, the last one? before we dive into how frustrating car purchases are. <laughs> yeah. Um I uh I actually am going to split my last one kind of into two separate cool. but related things. Um, so number one here, number 3.1, is uh, a folding phone. Uh, now, if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about this a whole bunch of times since I got it. Uh, I got uh, Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3, and that is uh, Samsung's... I don't know if I want to say third because it's it's probably more like their fifth or sixth uh, attempt at a release of a, a phone that folds in half uh, because of they've got one that that's more like a flip phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it literally folds in half, and uh, it's considered pretty costly at this point in time. Um, at release, okay. it was about eight hundred eighteen hundred dollars uh, when pretty top of the line phones could be had for. Uh, eight to twelve hundred dollars. Um, so this is it's pricey. Uh, so why why would I get it? Why would I spend that much? Uh, and really, it it came down to in in a lot of ways it replaces two devices. Not that at this point that I don't have that other device still, mm-hmm. but uh, I've found as I've been using it that one of the things I enjoy most is that. When I go to show show something to someone, say a picture or a video, I'll unfold the screen to show it to them. And for one, it looks great on the huge screen and it's not tiny and they don't have to squint their eyes to see it. But number two, they're impressed. So when I show people stuff on this phone, they say, whoa, that's so cool. And it, (laughs) it feels good to be in that... To, to have that again um you know throughout my life i've had that in a bunch of different ways because i bought something cool uh and i got to show it to everybody and uh it, it kind of feels good to be on the the in the early days of that again and to to have something that feels like it's futuristic yeah honestly we were show it off yeah we were we went out to get drinks the other day and I literally, you did that demo, not intentionally, like you were just looking up something um, on the outside and you're like, nope, open it up to the inside and you just did it naturally. And as soon as I saw you open that phone and see the bigger screen inside, my brain was like, oh my God, how how do I get this thing? Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's it's wicked cool. <laughs> And that, it that's what it's become. Cool. It's, it becomes yeah. like a second nature, like, oh, wait, I want to look at something and I want to see it bigger. And so I'll just go unfold it. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh. Uh, or I'm about to start walking out the door. So, okay, I'll fold it and put it in my pocket. Or I don't yeah. really need it to be this big right now. I just want to scroll my Reddit feed. So then I'll close it. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's it's becomes natural. And it almost feels like, man, phones should have always been this way. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that uh, whenever I end up getting a folding phone, because it's inevitable, I just don't know when. Whenever I do, I don't know 
It depends on if I wait to get the iPhone folding phone or if I splurge early. I I don't I can't predict which one I'm going to do. But if I get the the folding iPhone first, which is years from now, I don't think I'm going to get another non-folding phone again after that. Just Yeah, I I could see so that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, one anyway. one other thing I'll tack onto there is that uh, with the Z Fold three in particular, or the the fold versus the flip, is that something I found as I was at uh, a friend of ours had a baby shower, and it was mostly remote. Uh, yeah. There was a very limited number of people that were actually physically there, and I used this phone to record video of the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. For the most part, I just set it on a table and just let it record the scene. Cool. Uh, but it was really cool because I could fold the phone into a right angle and then set it on the table and have the main camera shooting what was in front of it. And then I could, I could have the controls basically on the bottom part of the phone while yeah. the viewfinder was at the top part of the phone and have it like sitting on the table nicely, like propped. I didn't have to use like any weird stuff to prop it up it just like it's kind of a built-in inherent feature of it so that was that was super cool to see how the camera kind of integrates with the the form factor um and then uh i i also wanted to give a, a shout out to um this is kind of my uh bonus item on the list is wireless android auto and uh i don't have it built into my car but I got the AA wireless adapter, uh, which was a Kickstarter, and it still is kind of an ongoing Kickstarter uh, campaign. Uh, and I've had it for quite a while at this point, uh, somewhere around six months, I think. And it's it's great uh, to be back in in a world of no wires mm-hmm. in some ways, because I've I've had uh, three let's see three vehicles. Uh, well, we'll call it two with Android Auto. My first, so I've had my last three vehicles. The first one did not have Android Auto. Um, so I had a Bluetooth adapter in there that would, uh, it was one that I specifically went looking for to find one that would turn on as soon as I started my car and would just automatically connect to my phone. And so that's what I had at that point. Coming out of that car and getting my first car with wireless or with Android Auto, uh, it was wired which, uh, you know, it was great to have Android Auto, but I had to plug in the phone to use it. Uh, so now on my third vehicle here, I was looking for wireless Android Auto, could not find it. So back to getting cars with the features you want. Yeah. Uh, Hello AA Wireless. You plug in the this adapter to your car and it it does the magic for you. And I don't have to plug in my phone anymore. And so I I really am happy with with uh, that purchase as well. Um, and I, I think their, uh, their campaign is doing really well because of it. Nice. Nice. Well, it'll be a good 2022. That's for sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, glad we were able to get on record, uh, our preferences so that in the future, if anyone ever asks us, why do you, why do you care so much about Mac? I'll, I'll point them to this episode and I'll point them to a timestamp. So, um yeah we need we need to be able to deep link into a particular sentence of an episode i have a way to do that actually um more on that later 
Um, okay, so uh, the other half of this episode, I wanted to um, look at yearly themes. So this was back referencing CGB Grey. Um, a yearly theme, what that is, is a it is a counter to uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, New Year's resolutions are a unyielding goal that... Uh, people make for themselves without any uh, without any thought to you know is that the right thing you should be doing so let's say you are trying to lose weight and you say I'm going to lose 20 pounds in 2022 Um, but then which case you start running and you break your leg and then you go to the doctor and your doctor says hey you have a heart problem and you know you can't you you need to work out in a different way. And so your, you know, goal of losing 20 pounds sure as hell just got a lot harder. But if instead you set a yearly theme saying like a year of health and instead of, you know, having I'm going to lose 20 pounds, you just say I'm going to focus on being more healthy. Um, you know, your year of health isn't destroyed with one bad day essentially. So we briefly talked about this concept last year and we don't need to look too much at last year because I really want to talk about what we want to do this year. But last year, um, I'll start with my, with, with what I was intending to do. So last year, my theme was a year of action and, um, my action was explicitly, I wanted to work my way towards releasing an app on the app store maybe have, uh, yeah, and, and explore just a few more ideas. But ultimately, my goal was to get good enough and figure out how to actually beat my procrastination and actually publish something to the App Store. And I did that. Um, I worked my butt off with the goal that I was going to launch something to the App Store, but always kind of marching just in that general direction. That way, if I failed to launch something on the App Store, that at least... Um, I would have the technology in the knowledge in mind on how to do something like it. So my hardest goal I did end up achieving um, in a variety of other things. But Bo, what uh, do you do? You, what do you want to talk about yours from last year? For the last year, uh, basically my goal was to have and potentially expand uh, my personal website. So that does exist. And I did have a plan to add some sort of like a notes section of the page, not necessarily a blog, but just somewhere that would have little mini posts that ended up not happening, but I've still been really happy with the site itself. And uh, it basically serves as a landing page uh, for me and what I do and what I'm good at and uh, has some of the projects that I've worked on links to, for example, my GitHub and things like that. So I really uh, still enjoy the the site itself and am happy with uh, uh, what came out of it. Uh, I do still at some point want to get around to potentially expanding that, but uh, totally satisfied with the way it exists as it, as it is. Nice. Okay, so for 2022, I'll start off with my theme for 2022, and part of it came roughly over the course of the year. Uh, uh, the year of action for 2021 for me worked out 
really well. I, I was overly pleased. I, I read through all the ideas that I had at the beginning of the year. Um, I read through my notes as I was going throughout the year and it was just, it was just a really good year. And honestly, the world that was coming to mind for 2022 was a year of more because I wrapped up a lot of things in 2021. I actually ended 2021 kind of with less to do than I had at the beginning of 2021. I did a lot, but at the same time, everything kind of just wrapped itself all up. So my theme for 2022 is a year of more. Um, I want to launch another app to the App Store. I'm going to buy a house. Uh, We have a lot of crap that we need to get rid of, so I want to get a garage sale, donate stuff that we don't end up selling there, fill the house with stuff that we need, integrate more programming into my day-to-day job or my professional career, Um, I want more responsibilities. I just left a job where I had a ton of responsibilities and now I'm at a new job. I don't have as many responsibilities and I'm, I'm not at the end of my career. I'm looking for more responsibilities. So, um, you know, that's where I'm at in my career and that's looking for more responsibilities, more health focused, uh, more knowledge about Swift UI. I want to make a Mac app. I want to make, uh, an iPad optimized app. I won't launch those, but, uh, I just want to know I can do it. Um, start working with a different language, a different scripting language, work on Swift development for about three days per week. Uh, more fun, play more video games in 2021, uh, more activities with friends, less but still stable travel. Uh, demonstrate what I've learned over the course of the last year, traveling around the country, work remotely, uh, maybe a little bit here and there, and you know, use what I've learned over the course of the last year. And so I have a lot of ideas for this next year, and I, I felt like the name more is the way to go. Nice. So in converse, yours is different. Yeah, not strictly converse, but yes, you know, in a way. The main thing, the, the primary thing, though, though there are others, the main thing I want to do is kind of simplify. So that's, that's the word that I the first came to mind for kind of what I want to do this year. And earlier this morning, I was thinking, adding uh, these two in there, is I was like, less tech for tech's sake and less tech for the tech gods. And instead, I would like to focus on really justifying tech and justifying the things that I buy in ways that simplify our lives or that have a lot of utility. Our unofficial mantra on the show has kind of been infinite gadgets and I really like, I, I really have started to think about that more as uh, the idea of infinite available gadgets and not an infinite number of gadgets that I someday have to acquire. I'm always going to find it fun to think about those gadgets, but I'm personally going to be holding them to a much higher standard. Uh, and I've, I've started to do that kind of subconsciously anyway over the past uh, you know, couple of years. But, uh, you know, things like uh, from smartphone purchases where I used to upgrade once a year or once every two years, whatever. Uh, my previous phone, I had that for over, I think it was three and a half years. I'd like to continue doing that, using things longer, getting more use out of things. I'm going to continue doing that uh, or uh, even expanding on the idea. Um, I think, you know, earlier uh, when I mentioned the uh, sun, when we talked about the sunrise sunset alarm clock, and I mentioned that it was kind of a simple thing, kind of that idea is like just having, having a simple thing that does 
what it's intended to. You know, it seems like everything these days is becoming some sort of connected device. And it's great that this clock that I got has some of those things where I can use an app to, you know, turn it on and to set some sounds and whatever. Just having a tool, whether it's connected or not, that does its thing, that does its job and solves a particular problem um, rather than trying to get something that, like, does it all. Having a, having a focused problem and solution. I've also got some stuff that's uh, similar to the stuff that was on your list. Uh, integrating more programming, learning more programming, branching out into other areas. Uh, I've been, uh, I've used a lot of uh, things currently like, uh, you know, web development. I've, I've done quite a bit of that just kind of personally uh, and then kind of have become more knowledgeable in desktop development and automation and scripting. I would like to expand on doing that. Uh, I would also like to play more video games. And it's, you know, there's a funny thing about two years ago, January 2020, my New Year's resolution that year, uh, kind of for fun, was I would like to see more movies in the theater this year. Nah. Exactly. (laughs) So a year of movies, you know, that wouldn't be ruined by a pandemic. But yeah, Yeah. a resolution of watching movies in the movie theater is yeah so that moment uh in bo burnham's inside where he yeah. says that uh you know i got better and in january 2020 <laughs> i was ready to you know perform again and then the funniest <laughs> thing happened yeah basically yeah. that but with me going to the movie theater more <laughs> so that Instead ended up not fighting happening your at all. mental health yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right at least publicly yep <laughs> I think it'd be fun to check back in on these uh, 2020 themes, 2022 themes uh, periodically and see uh, how we're doing. Because, yeah, we talked about them last year, but I think we kind of, I, I think I briefly talked about it periodically here and there, but it'd be good for us to chat about it again. Specifically, oh, yeah. you know, whether or not it's a healthy thing that our unofficial mantra is infinite gadgets, because that hit me pretty close to home. And I know I need to stop buying devices. It's hard. Um, well, I think it's. I think it'd be easy enough to pivot on that. I think we can do, yeah. you know, ch- choosing from an infinite amount of gadgets. No, oh, I need like, to buy less gadgets. I know that about myself. Let's find. <laughs> let's find the the thing in the haystack yeah. that is our needle. It's a new MacBook Pro. That's what it is. <laughs> For everybody, it's just it's a new MacBook. <laughs> this it's is all amazing. you need. We could just Until solve the next everyone's one comes problem out. that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your pick for the day? My, uh, my pick is uh, <laughs> it's uh, goes along with uh, kind of our YouTube talk today. There is a channel. Uh, well, I suppose it, it is a an individual, uh, and his channel just happens to share his name called uh, Joel Haver. <laughs> Specifically. There's a series, an RPG series, uh, and I've got the playlist link in here and, the, and his channel link too. His RPG series is kind of a good intro to the channel, uh, especially for people who like RPG games or just video games in general. The channel as a whole feels kind of like the golden age of YouTube, where you would just stumble upon these nuggets of of awesomeness and hilarity. <laughs> and it also kind of feels like interdimensional cable from Rick and Morty. Mm. <laughs> where oh that's definitely just, what it felt like yeah wow. it's it's just like this weird it's almost like tangents but uh 
you know, he, he eventually weaves a story into it in some cases and it just becomes deeper than you thought it was. <laughs> it's just really, really interesting stuff. And in his, a lot of his stuff is, uh, I mean, he's got some live action stuff, but he's also does animated, which is what this RPG series is. And his animation is this really cool kind of rotoscoping, like tracing of live action. So they actually record it live but then trace over it and add backgrounds and color it and stuff like that. And he actually has a really cool video where he describes exactly how he does it, which is really cool because it's not something everyone would do, you know, sharing their secret sauce. And he, he's got, yeah, a bunch of like short films, essentially little skits. And, you know, one of them in particular was like uh, when he's driving and his phone's GPS interrupts his favorite song <laughs> So he takes his phone out to the middle of the woods to shoot it. <laughs> it's just very, it resonates with you, you know, in yeah. that particular case. And, but just really, really cool, funny stuff. It, it felt a lot like, you know, like I said, like the good old days of YouTube and just had some really good, funny nuggets in there. Cool. All right. Links will be in the show notes. I'm also going to add a uh, link on how he made uh, his videos. Cause that's, I need to see that. That's that's a pretty neat idea. Okay, um, my pick uh, goes along with the fact that I probably shouldn't be buying too many more devices. But hey, whatever. Let's keep on that trend. So I discovered something last night when I know I'm late to the game on this. It's an, it's a product called Pocket by a company called Analog, and what this is, it is a device that looks like a Game Boy, and it looks as if Nintendo had continued to create and iterate on the the Game Boy. Not iterate, sorry. Not iterate, just refine the Game Boy. It looks exactly like a Game Boy, either standard or color, whichever flavor you're feeling. And it plays original Game Boy games, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games, and actually a whole lot of other handheld games from like Game Gear and Neo Geo and whatnot with just a little adapter. And it's, it's striking because it's just... it's. It looks so cool because it looks like a Game Boy. I'm really surprised that they could uh, release it without Nintendo uh, shooting them down. And it has uh, 2022 specs. So it has a resolution that's 10x the uh, original resolution. And what's really cool is that um, that can take Game Boy games and scale them up linearly. And so it's pixel perfect. A pixel perfect recreation on the screen. And it's... Uh, it sounds like a really cool idea. It also has backlighting, something that the original Game Boys didn't have until the Game Boy SP. Um, it has USB-C to charge, so it's built in. No more uh, AAA batteries. It has a huge. It also has a pretty dang big, huge battery. Apparently, it has variable refresh rate. That's neat. I like that. One interesting thing is that it can't play ROMs. I feel like this product category, um, not being able to play ROMs, is uh maybe weird because this is definitely a thing that almost everyone who buys this and is interested in it would probably want to do but that means that it exclusively plays legitimate cartridges which maybe helps them navigate around lawsuits so um maybe a few downsides here um it does have a huge battery and obviously the game boy didn't have a ton of processing power but the way the architecture is built and it's um using a field programmable board it, which is a really freaking cool concept of a of technology, but the problem is it's not very efficient. So uh, it has a gigantic battery, but it only gets like 
six to ten hours. That's okay. But just considering how low power the Game Boy is, like in today's processing terms, it's it's kind of surprising. But you know, not not the end of the world. Um, the device itself is a little expensive. Um, you know, the Game Boy compatibility comes out of the box, but in order to get other platforms, Neo Geo or whatnot, you, you would need to buy a $30 adapter in order to use uh, the cartridge for that platform. There's a dock that you could connect to the TV that's 100 bucks. I won't be getting that. The device itself is maybe a little spendy. Um, post uh, the Kickstarter, it is $220. Uh, you know, given the low volume of this product, also all the reviews say that it's like super highly quality. It's a super high quality build. It, it feels great in the hand. It doesn't really surprise me. You know, it's a low volume product, and if it's made out of good materials, you know, 220 is fair, I guess. And then lastly, the global supply chain strikes again. And I think if you place an order today, you might not get one until 2023. <laughs> um, so thanks, pandemic. That's awesome. But yeah. Uh, we talked, Bo and I talked about this a little bit earlier today, and I've kind of like hemmed and hawed on it over the course of the last few hours. And I don't know, screw it. I'm going to get it. I want to dust off some of my old Pokemon games, uh, figure out how to replace the batteries <laughs> and those things. See what playing Pokemon's like in 2022. I'm, I'm super excited to play uh, Pokemon Blue again. Native Pokemon uh, Blue at that. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I'd be I'd be uh, interested to see what it looks like on the screen and uh-huh. stuff and how it kind of compares and uh, I guess not necessarily compares because I wouldn't personally be interested in in recreating maybe what it looked like then but just seeing what they're able to produce now yeah although it's it's fun to see all the stuff like you know that the original developers did on the hardware to make it look the way it did. Part of the video that we talked about, uh, it was a video from Short Circuit that talked about this device, and there was a particular part of that video where they were talking about the, I think it was there was a gradient and a certain color that was on there, and and how they had to kind of deliberately brighten the the, uh, games, the graphics in the games, because there was no backlight back then. And so now those games on a device with a backlight can sometimes be much much brighter than what they or would have been so really interesting stuff yeah 100 percent, and that kind of uh makes sense why they didn't use an oled because if most of the games are going to be played aren't going to be black but instead they're going to be white why spend the money on an oled when you could just you know get an lcd and lcds do white much better than um OLEDs. Yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah it's a really cool device i want it to exist in this world so I'm telling the world that I think it should exist, just like the iPhone mini. Hey, that's the first time this has come up today. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to share any feedback, questions, or topic suggestions, feel free to uh, let us know. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are at Active Discourse. Uh, we're going to be back in February. And uh, the Galaxy S22 and likely a slew of other Samsung goodies will be announced and uh, neither of us will be getting the S22, but it'll be fun to whoa. chat about those. Whoa. Whoa. Spoiler? Whoa. Spoilers, <laughs> man. You're going to you're gonna jump into the two-phone lifestyle, too? <laughs> no, I'm just saying spoilers. You gotta, yeah. We got to hook people until the end of the February episode on whether or not I'm getting an <laughs> S22. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, sorry for the spoilers, but uh, yeah, uh, unlikely Bo gets an S22 unless he's really... Uh, <laughs> 
I guess if you break your galaxy fold, uh, I don't <gasps> want to put that. How dare line, you? How dare I? Speaking <laughs> so it shall appear. Um, no, God forbid that happens. So please make sure that doesn't happen. Keep your case on. Uh, keep all <laughs> um, keep all the kids safe and all the smartphones closed. So um, oh, yeah. looking looking forward to uh, looking forward to February and uh, um, good to be back. So. Uh, until next time, here's a new clever sign-off. I don't know what to say here. Bye. See you in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>